Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Good gravy, what's up out there, podcast land? Wow, what a long introduction. Jeez. Oh my. my man Dan went all ham on us up in his thing. First couple seconds, wow. and we got it. What's yes. up? Oh hey, my, my name goodness. is Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church. This is a mosaic of Marion. I got stressful. my home slice, Miss Mona, over here talking about stressful, just trying to get the introduction out. Trying not to make noise, not to cough, not to laugh. What's there the you world? go. That's my home slice, Miss Mona, right there. Hey, uh, idea. Next, next time I'll mute your microphones while we're doing the intro. Oh, what a good oh, idea. Always go. learning. It would always you'll learning. forget. To our right. beginning of this, of this you'll thing. You'll forget to turn mine back on. And the other voice you hear is producer DJ Dan. Always a professional. Yes, always. <laughs> Made the longest intro music ever. I'm telling y'all, my man went all ham on that thing, as my daughter would say. Went all ham on that intro. So anyway, so what's happening, y'all? We've been literally trying to get this thing started for 15 minutes. You know, just hanging out, listening to my intro last hour or two. Yeah. Um, Just waiting to do the um, YouTube hit um, for um, Marion's. Weekly deep dive. There you go. Uh, but only, there you go. Hit last it. week, Boom. it took me 15 tries to get that right. <laughs> so, hey, it's almost like when I used to say, is the mosaic that is Marion. Yeah, you right. guys kept correcting me. Is the mosaic of Marion. So another six months, you'll have that name I down. have that name down. <laughs> so sure. it's Marion's Weekly Deep, deep Dive. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you don't listen, that's on YouTube. Um, love Watch you to go and subscribe video. to our channel. Please, we're asking you, begging uh, you. And you find it by uh, by just searching for Marion Baptist Church, Chatham, Virginia on YouTube. And it'll have a big M. Yep. That is the one that you get right. Go there. Hey, seriously, do us a favor. Go subscribe to it. Um, and we would appreciate it. And then you can, my sermons are up. Man, you got They're on there. Yeah. yesterday's sermon up yeah, it's, quick it's, today, it's up man. Now. Yeah, it's ready it, to go. Dan, he's, we're we're he's streamlining some things. Yeah, right. we're streamlining. Got that up. Yeah. And then um, the weekly deep dive will be up Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So, mm-hmm. and if you don't know what that is, um, I just take a couple from our church, a couple other people, and I let them know beforehand that, hey, you, I want you to do this with me. And so we just sit around for about 10 minutes and talk about the prior week sermon. And um, so when Dan preaches, which will be, I think, next month. Last Sunday of next month. The fifth Sunday of next month. Yep. Dan will be hosting Ooh. the Marion Weekly Deep Dive. See, I'm trying to say it a lot so it'll get stuck in my brain. So when we go tape that sucker in just a minute, I'll have it. But on to today. So so how's first grade hey, going? first grade, they're going. I You'll be them, done in no time. I make them laugh when the smart board doesn't cooperate with me but that's okay the yeah. smart board was not cooperating and so they said you are the funniest substitute that we've ever had okay <laughs> i'm is, glad i can make you let laugh me tell you, kids can hurt more than any adult i, I don't say, know what it really is a, uh, is that um a compliment <laughs> no, i don't know coming from we a were, first grader we were all laughing so i'm gonna take it that way 
So, hey, here's some good news. I'm going to Bolivia. Yes. I need some of my Bolivian friends that I've yet to meet down there to come on and start listening to our podcast. And so hopefully that'll be another country we add once I go down there and, mm-hmm. and start telling folk down there to listen. So um, I'm hoping we have a – hey, shout out to all my guys from Richmond. You guys said you were going to listen, so you better be listening <laughs> or else I'm coming back up there and dealing with you. But anyway, so – we're in First Peter. We told you last week we're sort of going to take a few weeks off from, um, you know, sort of like I like to do sermons too. Um, hey, there's Youth Pastor Drew. Now the gang's all here. <laughs> um, I like to go at a sermon series for about six weeks and then give everybody a little break, let them catch their breath or whatever. And um, so we sort of try to do the same thing here. <clears throat> yep. I don't know if you've caught on to that, Miss Mona. <laughs> yeah. That if we're on a topic, we sort of. Go something else after six weeks, and we'll come back. So we're gonna take a few weeks. I don't know where we're gonna go. Miss Mona will be choosing where we're going next week. I've chosen <laughs> this week, so Miss Mona will be choosing that. All right. So um, here's what I want to do. So I want to open up in prayer, and then I'm gonna have Miss Mona read First Peter chapter two, um, verse nine and ten. Actually, okay. I don't know that we're gonna get through all of that. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Never do. But um, we're gonna go that route if that's okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So let's um let's open up with prayer, Father. God, we love you. We're so thankful for your salvation. We're so thankful for the cross. As I talked about yesterday and the creativity of God in this sense, who would have thought that a cross, a tool of affliction, a tool of pain and suffering, would be the very thing that heaven would use to bring about the salvation of sinful people? So, Lord, we're so thankful how you work in our lives. God, just continue to watch over us and, and to be with, with us and draw us close and clean. Help us to walk in the light of you and not in the darkness of this world. Uh, God, so be with us in these next few minutes. We do pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. First, first Peter 2, verse 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Wow. It's just sort of packed up in there in that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just really, it's really a description. It's been said that the first eight verses are really just... um, in a sense, characteristics of of unbelievers. In a sense, how how they uh, stone up, stone, what they deal with Jesus, and then you get the verse nine. It's really characteristics of the believers. It's right. Um, and it tells us who we are. And and as we were finishing up last week, and and what we were talking about, you know, I was I was drawn to this, and so it's just a description of who you are. We are to find our significance, not not in the color of our skin, not in the the ethnicity that we are, or um, the nationality that we are, but in whose we are. Yes. And by the way, this is not a political podcast today, but it's a biblical podcast Mm -hmm. again today. See, I'd much rather be known. And and listen, I I love America. I think it's a great country. But man, for I'm anything, I want to be a Christian. Right. And I want to be a good Christian, and I want to be one that follows Jesus. And I want to know what... It takes and what is expected of me. So we live in a time of of biblical. I'm sorry, idiocy. <laughs> yeah. I guess the proper word, nice word, would be illiteracy. Yes. Um, 
my word was still right. You hear that teacher <laughs> come out of her? Yes. You should have said that first. But anyway, we just don't know it, and but we need to know it. I wonder how many, I, I wonder, can I, here's a question, I'm just going to ask you this, and this really has nothing to do with this in a sense. How many people you think that are believers ever get past the Gospels? Probably not very many. I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They, I read my Bible, yeah, but they're always just in the four Gospels or maybe the book of Acts. Right. But I wonder how many mm. venture, I, I would like to know if there's ever been a study on that, believers that venture outside of, because they're, it's all God breathed. Well, well, and even more so that the number that don't read the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, just because, I mean, it's true. It's hard to understand it. I mean, it, it's very different from the New Testament, but it's so vital to our faith and it's so vital to our understanding. And but there are so many that don't read it at all. Sorry. No, I tried to interrupt <laughs> you. I apologize. No, I was just going to say, and it's so exciting when, when you start seeing those connections where it's all going toward Jesus. Yes. And, and it, it just enriches your understanding. It makes it so much deeper. And you start, it's almost like the entire Bible was pointing to Jesus <laughs> the whole time. Isn't it crazy? But it, it is. It's very exciting. But can you, I mean, let's think about it. Can you ever fully know all there is to know about Jesus if you don't have the Old Testament? Right, no. I mean, can you really get the the picture of all that Jesus did on the cross and how he felt without reading Isaiah 53? Right. Can you understand it? No. No, because there there are things, literally, I believe, that are in Isaiah 53, that's a messianic passage, that are nowhere in the Gospels. Right. When it says that he, you couldn't tell it was a man that he pulled his beard. Well, that right. that is not said in any of the Gospels, right. but it's said in Isaiah 53. Right. And so you you cannot have as clear a picture as as needed without the Old Testament. So, but I wonder how many get to this book of the Bible right. and this passage right. about who it says we're to be. So let's just let's jump in. Let's. Aren't you so happy about the blessed butts of the Bible? <laughs> I love them. <laughs> there it is. Mona loves butts. <laughs> this has been you the oddest episode. I know, right? <laughs> Blessed ones. <laughs> so not all, but blessed ones. Anyway, I, I, I kid because I care. Um, so he's telling us all this stuff, and he tells us in verse 1 to put away malice and all this. See, this is why I talked about sort of the characteristics of unbelievers right. and, and the conditions of unbelievers. And then it tells you you ought to long for certain things, and he talks about Jesus and um, that he's a, that the, they rejected the stone and it's become the cornerstone and it's a, a stone of stumbling and a rock and they stumble because they disobey the word. Right. Uh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> so most disobey because they don't know. Then he says, but. Mm-hmm. But you, right. So but setting you. Right. So setting up that contrast between who we are as believers, as you were saying, and who, who the unbelievers are and what they do. So are you saying that there should actually be something <laughs> different? I, I think there should be. I concur. Okay. Um, so when you hear this thought that we're a chosen race, mm-hmm. what comes to mind and what are your thoughts as we just dive in here that we're a chosen race? Well, first what comes to mind is chosen and and just the fact that um, that we have been chosen and and not it doesn't what happens and what we come to as believers is not just happenstance. It's not just, um, you know, 
by luck or anything like that. It's weird. God chose to send Christ to be our salvation. He chose that plan of salvation, and he chose us to be a part of it. And he chooses, and, and yes. I'm scared to go where <laughs> I'm about to go, because I, I don't really want to go there. So, right. guys, keep me on track here, but I'm going to make this statement. <clears throat> I, I don't see where he chose just a few. Right. John 3 said, for God so loved the world. Right. Um, first, first, not first Peter, first Timothy chapter two, it's his desire that all men come to a saving knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to second Peter chapter two, it says that he died. Jesus died even for, um, those that would not believe for these false teachers. Um, just, he says, um, there'll be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them. Right. Right. <clears throat> so we we do we see that word chosen and we we run from it now we can have that discussion if you're out there and you want to have that discussion with me we can have that discussion just not going to have it here right right now but he I see it as he chose us all his salvation I I don't believe all right I'm just gonna say it <laughs> I do not believe in limited atonement right yeah I, I believe in full blown everybody has that chance mm-hmm. to oh absolutely salvation. yep right Who's, I, whosoever will come yeah whosoever tell me I got well. <laughs> anyway, here, here's a thought. I, I read it in um, <clears throat> Phillips, John Phillips commentary. He made the statement. He said um, the Jews were the chosen people. Mm-hmm. That's an earthly. Or, or, right. Hang with me. That's yep. earthly. Right. We're a chosen race. That's heavenly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, really, the Jews. I mean, they, and we know it started with the Abrahamic covenant. There, yes. in Genesis chapter twelve. It all ties in, but it was about the people in the land, yep. ultimately. Right, yep. Now it's about the people in heaven. Yes. Yep. And how we are living our lives. They were really living their lives to get the land in Canaan land. By the way, which is, it's not about death. It's really about coming into life. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail <laughs> either. But we are, are meant for somewhere else. Yes, yes. Right. Un, uh, you know, I know some people say, well, weren't the Jews? Well, yeah, but their focus was not necessarily on heaven right. as we know it. Right. It was on Abraham's bosom, paradise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But we're meant for something else. We're meant for a n- new place. Right. So so when you get that chosen race, well, what do you think about there? And, and we can move on to royal priesthood, however you want to go. I feel um, like I'm doing well, all the talking is well, why I'm trying to get out. I feel like I'm doing all the talking here. Well, uh, just, you know, what you were saying about that we um, were a chosen race headed towards heaven. And that's, you know, that needs to be our focus. That needs to be our, um, our where our mind is set. Set your things on the things above and not on the things of the earth. Um, and, and so that's because we are that chosen race, because we are a part of that. That's why we need to be that way. That body of believer. Yeah. Right, right. And then it goes, you're a royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. Now we know royal means royalty. Mm-hmm. And how do we get that? Well, if if we have God in heaven as our father, he is royalty in heaven. We have his blood coursing right. through our veins right. in a sense. Right. We, and we're a priesthood because we're called a priesthood of believers. Right. We all have, the veil was torn. We yes. no longer need um, a priest to carry us into the presence. We can enter can the in. presence. Yep. And the only people allowed in the presence were priests. So do you understand? That's We go back to this whole right. thing of the Old Testament showing us the truth. Yes. 
as the priest went into it on the Day of Atonement, it was a picture of now the believers at the finished work. Here we go. In Hebrews, it tells us that when he finished his work, he sat down. Yes. So that was a picture. He sat down because now we all can enter into the yeah. Holy of Holies, into his presence, because we are royal priesthood. Right, right. We don't right. need anybody else. So you don't tell me, don't confess your sins to me. Right. <laughs> I don't want to know your sins. I have my own I deal with. Mm-hmm. You know? So we're that royal priesthood. Anything else? You guys are being like way uh, well, too no, quiet. I'm, just, I'm, think, <laughs> like, okay? I'm taking it all in. It's kind of blowing me away just thinking about how that should change your perspective. You know, if, if you're part of this royal priesthood, they didn't just enter into that sacred space just any way. No, oh, my lantern. No. You know, I mean, you would die right. if you and, went so, wrong. And they did. So we we live our lives so spiritually sloppy. Of just, I'll take and choose the things I like, and I, I, you know, I'll show up on Sunday, and I did a good thing because I showed up on Sunday and all. But you're part of a priesthood, and, and that should should begin to shape your life into to understanding that you're part of an active. I won't say group, or you know, Body. you have a purpose there. Right. You know, a purpose that's not mundane or not to be taken lightly. Hey, so quickly, Mona, go in a little more depth here on this whole deal with the veil being torn. Just a significant, I I, I hit it briefly, but but hit the significance of it. I mean, with the temple, the veil was put up between the the, um, holy place and the holy of holies. And in the holy of holies was where the Ark of the Covenant was um, and the mercy seat on top of the Ark of the Covenant. And that was where God would, um, would, descend and meet and be that's where his presence was what do you want go ahead no no i was gonna say something but it would take us in another other direction (laughs) (laughs) but only the high priest could go into that and really only one and only once a year and so that veil separated and so um the common people and even the priests who weren't the high priest could not go into that holy of holy place. They couldn't go to the other side of the veil. <clears throat> so then when Jesus was on the cross and he, when he died on the cross, we know that it that veil tore from the top. Significance. To the bottom. Significance of that direction. Right. Because, well, first of all, it was too tall for any man to reach the top. <laughs> okay. But also coming down from God that that it had to have been God that had done it. How thick was that sucker? I very thick. I know. They say they say it was a hand breath. Yes. Which is a, you, the normal man's hand was about the thickness of right. the veil. So we're not talking about some sheet. Right, exactly. Right. So we're talking about something that woven. Had to be done. Yes, well, yeah. intricately. Yes. Like was it uh like tapestry. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. That wasn't what I was thinking about. Okay. <laughs> Class in the place up. I like it. Mom. Yeah. I was thinking it would be as tough as what well, that 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 chain mail stuff they used yeah. to wear in the old times mm-hmm. in right. the Renaissance and Reformation right. time. It would be as tough as yeah. that. I would almost right. say because it was that woven and thick and and probably what I was going to go at was is the Ark of the Covenant. At some point, we mm-hmm. need to address that. That would be good. And what the things inside of it. Yes tell us about the mm-hmm. presence of God mm-hmm. quickly do you guys know what was in it I want to see if Mona knows. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what you think Mona I'll tell you if you're right <laughs> well the tablets that had the law written on it the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. in the um, budded 
um, the budded branch that chose Aaron's Aaron, rock. right, in the um, jar of manna. There you go. And w- anything those three specifically signify? <laughs> I'll just throw them out to you. I, I believe it signifies God's purposes. Mm-hmm. That's the Ten Commandments. God's uh, prov- um, providence, um, provision, excuse me, provision, that's the manna, mm-hmm. and God's power, that's right. the budded rod. Right. Those three are in there. And so it really, the, the ark, all the time, I mean, go to Joshua chapter 1, when the ark came down, or and then Joshua chapter 3 when they actually moved, when the ark touched the water, that's when it, when everything, the people, they stayed, they stayed far enough back so that everybody could see when the ark moved mm. because it was God's presence. So right. often we, we move when we don't see God, God's presence just at all. Right. So, and by the way, just um, a thought, the reason being that so many people go off to college and never um, stay with the churches. They've not experienced God's presence on their own. Right. They ride on the coattails behind mom and daddy. They're so close behind. They never see God moving. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. All right, and then he calls them a holy nation. Yep. Now, we know the word for holy there is means set apart. Mm-hmm. So now I'm about to blow some of y'all's <laughs> mind out there, okay? Go for it. Here it is. The word for nation is ethnos. We get our word ethnicity, mm-hmm. whether you're white, black, you know, Asian, however, whatever. So we look at those ethnicities. Here's what I would argue for all you racists out there. <laughs> You cannot be Christian and be racist. If nowhere else, and the Bible clearly says it in other places, but right here, when you come to Jesus, you actually become a different race altogether. You become of the race of Jesus, the race of heaven. Are you hearing me out there? You become the Christian race, and so you are a different. Because the word ethnos, it really means a multitude of people, and it's same kind, same race. So we are technically, as a believer, a new race. So there's no black there's no white there's no asian there's no nothing there's just people and souls and a new ethnos and we're to be holy and set apart and different from all the mess that we have in society right right. yes sorry got a little passionate there (laughs) but when you start talking about think about so we all look at ourselves as a new creation dude you're more than that you're new ethnicity right right the bible's an ethnos Mm -hmm. i'm not making it up mona and i are word nerds (laughs) Sorry, but that's the deal. Disagree, and you got a right to be wrong. Right. Well, and you, we know that we read um, in Paul's writing, and he, the mystery of the gospel is that the Jews and the Gentiles um, became one, become one through the gospel. And so, um, just to reiterate, reiterating that and showing a picture of that. Yeah, we're grafted in right, in a sense, right. and, and we all become one big. We're one. I love. I love. <laughs> If I can find it real quick. Here's one of my favorite, absolute favorite verses of all of Scripture, too, that it's a picture about heaven, and it's in Revelation chapter 7. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse 9, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. Man, folk going to be yes. so, mm-hmm. heaven going to be so packed. Yes. You know, that's awesome. From every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Oh, my lanta. Right. What a day. Yep. I, I, I listen, whether, all right, another thing here, controversial thing, whether you believe in the rapture or not, I personally do. I can't wait for it. Yep. 
I can't wait to be in heaven. Yep. I can't wait to be there with with all of us, and we get to heaven and and laughing about um, everything that we've done and all these times because I will have almost I think pretty much perfect memories and stuff like that. So we'll remember all these yep. times, and we'll talk about uh, you know things like he went all ham on that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in. And get it <laughs> yeah. in. So, uh, so we will be all of those tribes and all those tongues and all, but we will still be one nation. One. Yep. yep. Isn't that a mystery and yeah. a crazy thing? Yes. Yeah. We're all different, but yet we're all one. And if you've ever been in an, uh, a worship service where mm. um, they're singing in a, your, not your language, oh my but you know the song so mm-hmm. you can follow along in worship, you know, that's just a little tiny picture of heaven and what it's going to be like because there, it, mm. even though we'll be one nation, we'll still be have all those languages. I'd have a spell. I know. It's so fun. When, when I have gone to Burma mm. and pray for the people of Burma, I'll say that again. And they began to do praise and worship, yes. and they're singing some songs that I know the English, but they're singing it in yes, Burmese. Right. It'll bring you to yes. tears. Yep. Yep. Well, and you, and you quickly realize that that heart for Christ is universal. Yes. Among yep. believers, right. you know. And 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 here's the thing: when I go to Bolivia in July, I don't carry a different gospel. Mm-hmm. Those people down there, they get uh, listen. Here's what I'm when I go. Uh, you guys can't see me out there, obviously, but I'm holding up my Bible. <laughs> this is the Bible I'm going to take right. with all of my notes. I'm going to preach the same sort of message right. that I preach here. Right. It's not a different gospel. Right. There's only one way. Like I said yesterday, there's only one way to come to heaven, and that's by the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus, God, shows no partiality. Right. Romans chapter 2, yep. verse 11 says, there's no partiality mm-hmm. in God. Mm-hmm. You don't get to heaven because of your name. You don't get to heaven because of your race. You don't get to heaven because of your deeds. You don't get to heaven because of your you're beautiful. You don't get to heaven because you're rich, because you're poor, because you're whatever. You get to heaven because you've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. Right. Amen. That's it. Amen. And that's what I'm going to tell y'all in Bolivia when I get there. <laughs> so I'm sort of irritated at you two that y'all made me do all this talking tonight. <laughs> I, man, I'm just, I'm loving the message. I, I'm enjoying it. it. Deal with yeah. this real well. You deal with this real quick, okay. Mona. <laughs> the last, a people for his own possession. Well, people for his own possession and that he has purchased us. He bought us by dying on the cross and paying that penalty that um, that we no longer have to pay. And he did that so that he could purchase us so that not so that we would be his and that we would belong to him and we would no longer belong to the world and we would no longer belong to the enemy, but that we would belong to him. And. When we belong to him, what does that mean? That we belong to him. <laughs> you want me to say? It, it, you know, it just means that we're his children. Yeah. So does it go on? We're his okay. children. See, I keep, sometimes I read your mind, but sometimes. sometimes well, sometimes nobody <laughs> wants to be up in this thing. Up in my mind, uh, you know, I just go back to, let me find it, because I want to quote it correctly. I, I know this verse, but I, I don't know that I can quote it exactly. And to all who believed in him, he gave the right. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's sort of what it's getting at, that we're his possession. He has ownership. By the way, you've heard me say this many times. You lost your rights at Calvary. When you said yes to Jesus, you lost your rights. Your life is no longer your own. It's his. Right. And people always, well, I won't say always, but they tend to look at that as a negative thing. But given what it costs, why in the world would you want them back? 
If it, you know, if you want that right to to be as as filthy and sinful as, as you would be naturally, because you would be without Christ in your heart, and it it meant you were going to spend eternity in hell. Why in the world would you not want to give that up for what you receive? I mean, come on. Right. He's a good, good father. He yep. He has only good for you, not not bad things. Yep. All that mess you're doing that you think is fun and all that is killing you in a sense. Mm-hmm. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. So just run with that. Right. You had something. Well, I was just going on with the possession that in Titus chapter 2, um, where it says that um, that we are waiting for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. And so we become his. And then when we are his and he is ours, we have that relationship. And uh, I mean, what you, you don't... What more do you need? Yeah. You don't need anything else because you have, he owns it all. He's in control of it all. And so he is yours and you are his. And that relationship is just beautiful and astounding and life-sustaining. And, I mean, we could just go on and on. Yeah, I think so many people get part of that. They get the whole, my life's got to be bound up in him. Right. Then I give my life to him right. as his. We fail to remember it's also his yes. life in you. Yes, right. That's why the Song of Solomon, mm. whoa, we're quoting the Song of Solomon here, <laughs> where it says, I am his and his, he is mine. Right. That's where that comes from, that yep. thought. Mm. That we missed that part. Oh, I wish we had, our time is up, literally <laughs> up. Uh, if we could chase that rabbit, that is one I would chase. The fact that it's not just you having your life found in Christ, which right. takes you to heaven, but it is also symbiotic in that it is Christ's life bound up in you. And I know I'm hitting the desk, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is Christ's life in you. Yes. That's right. the well, and that, it, that's all through the covenants too. Yes. The old covenant and the new covenant where um you will be my people and I will be your God. Yeah. And so that relationship is it's it's not just a one way street. It's a two way thing. Exactly. And so and and when he does that it comes from this abiding and that's why he mm-hmm. says, you know, you abide in me and you abide in me and, and me in you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you produce much fruit. Right. Not you just abide in me and you produce. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Right. Which doesn't that just stop you in your tracks because you figure you think about that and you think it's not just all on you. Right. I mean, and the reality is it's really all on God and you get to um, be a part of it. Yeah. Because, it, well, we, that, okay, that's another thing that we could go off on. I was about to say, we talking we about that, 30 minutes here. that new covenant where we're talking about how, you know, how that works new covenant works is that God makes it his responsibility to make sure that you are able to keep that covenant because the old covenant they couldn't keep. No, they couldn't. And so the new covenant, he makes it so that he makes sure he puts the Holy Spirit in you. He writes his laws on your heart. And so by doing those things, then he is making sure that you are able to keep that covenant when you enter in covenant with him. Exactly. And, and by the way, a covenant is usually made between two people, but really the covenant with us and Jesus is really him. He wrote it in his yes. blood. Mm-hmm. Right. We really had no right. Our job was to sin. Right. Yep. <laughs> and, and it needed a savior. Right. Okay. He wrote it, you know, that when it says several times, and I write it in my own mm-hmm. blood. He wrote it. He is the one that is the arbitrator of it, the executor right. of it, the right. everything of it. Ours is just to accept. There's nothing we can bring to it. Yeah. No, right. we, yeah. yeah. What are we going to bring? Right. I feel my, 
what I could bring, my righteousness is as filthy rags. Right. Yep. 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 Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? So he, oh, we could literally go off on that. <laughs> so why did you wait so long to say that, well, Mona? I, it just came up. And welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy the next 45 minutes of it. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, hey, so who knows where we'll be next week, wherever Mona wants to take us, wherever she Halfway through the episode. Yeah. Um, wow, that was good. I hate ending on that, but we, yeah. we're going to end and we'll, we maybe deal with it next week or whatever, but. Here's what I want to say. Here's my closing thought, and then we'll go Dan, and then we'll okay. go Mona, you close us, okay? And then I'll say God radically, fully changes you into his own yep. when you come to him right. in full submission. Yep. And mine is just, it, it, to me, it's a simple decision. You can either find your identity in the world, which is, is nothing but filth and will turn on you in a heartbeat. I don't care if, if all your buddies say you're the best ever. As soon as the world changes, which it does all the time, their opinion of you will change. Yep. Or, I mean, just look at real quickly at the description here. Um, chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, a people for his own possession. Why would you not want to be part of that? Yeah. Right. That's the in crowd. Yep. Right. <laughs> right. In verse 10, I would add, one because it goes along with what I was saying, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. And so... Let's be God's people. <laughs> yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> right. How about that? Right. All right. So, hey, um, why don't you say a prayer real quick? Okay. Father, we thank you for, um, again, every time we sit here, we just thank you for the privilege of sitting here behind yes. these mics and the privilege of, of reading your word and studying your word and being able to talk about your word. And so I pray blessings on um, those who are listening, and I pray that our hearts would be tuned more towards you more and more every day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. My name is Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church. This is a mosaic of Marion. I've had with me one more time uh, Miss Mona, my home slice, producer DJ Dan. Howdy, howdy. And we thank you and see you next week. Bye.